Welcome back to Renewed and Reminded. This is your host, Juanita Deloach, a.k.a. Coach Q. Um, Today on Renewed and Reminded, we're going to be talking about the prayer closet. And why is this episode so late? I'm glad that somebody really held me to accountability and asked that question. I have been praying in the closet and have never recorded. Um, And then there was times that I couldn't even get in the closet because of the circumstances and trials. And I realized... The closet is me. So I just was praying in the middle of circumstances, y'all. So I'm on here this morning to give you a quick running go uh, podcast to pass along the baton to you. Um, Again, if you have not listened to the prayer closet part one, it is available to you on Anchor, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, um, so many other platforms. So don't worry about it. If you feel like you don't know what I'm talking about, just go right over there and listen to this one right after you hear this. Um, Okay, so I hope you enjoyed um, the latest podcast with me and my husband. Um, Man, God is so good that he will allow you to do things that are in advance so that you can benefit from them later on. I definitely realized that my soul is delighted to know that there is much preparation to pull off of later on. And so um, I pray that you have listened to that. If not, you want to shoot right over there and listen to that podcast as well. Well, before I start rambling about what am I doing, what am I not doing, I want to congratulate everybody that completed the fast. Congratulations um, from our 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. No eating, no television as much as you can. Just trying to study, trying to get in your word um, and really, you know, pulling more spirit into your um, inner circle versus more carnal things, more temporary things. So congratulations to you. Um, What a beautiful way to end the month of September. Um, And as we get into October, I'm very excited. I'm also just just ready like to be purified by the Lord and to be refreshed to knowing that he has a plan. And I want to talk about how prayer and being in our prayer closet is a part of that plan. Um, One of the biggest things in 2020 that kind of shocked the world was the pandemic. Um, Being in a closet praying was not a thing before because everybody was working. There was no inclination to sit down and pray to God the way you ought to because life seemed to be so busy. Um, I don't think that it's by coincidence that it happened. I think that God does things on purpose, with purpose, and it is to provide or to build the purpose of his kingdom. So once that happened in 2020, 21 and 22, which is where we are now, these years have been um, very challenging on your faith and on the decision that you probably said maybe in 2010 or even in 2000 or even 90s or 80. You know, there was a decision you made. There were some words that you gave to God and he is looking for the dividend in that. He's looking for the results of what you said. Um, And one thing about us is that nobody's really teaching us true commitment. I mean, granted, I think the best way to see it is if you see someone build up a marriage or committed to maybe a work environment. But even those have um, there's going to be flaws in people because they're flawed. But we're not using God. We're not using the Christ like model to really understand these principles. Um. I remember talking about principles last year and I didn't really get into it as much because I felt I couldn't really study because I didn't. I should have went to this and I should have did this. And the Lord really spoke to me was like, why do you need to go to Bible school if I could just teach you about me like indefinitely, like personally? 
sit down, open your Bible, I tell you where to read it to, take your notes, you'll know, you'll learn more about me here than you will there because it's flawed. It's people teaching that, not me. And I realized I have to get out of the stereotypical mindset to think that my prayer closet has to be the way a prayer closet was designed to be. You know, it's, it's one and the same. I'm here to tell you, absolutely not. Your prayer closet is not one and the same, okay? It is actually the very opposite of that. And we're going to get into that right now. it comes to this ideal prayer closet there were some things that I gave you in the first podcast that you know you can do um we're gonna go into that a little bit but not going into it as much as I should because this is something like you know how you take a vacation and if somebody tells you everything you can do on that vacation how fun it is exactly to the very detail of what this thing will do Um, It's hard to enjoy it because now you're anticipating on what you know. Well, I don't want to do that because, see, God does things exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And so there has to be room to think. There has to be room to feel like, oh, I was going to ask. And then the question is asked before you ask it. And you have to accept that the, the little bit that you were asking for, God blows your mind when he gives you the abundance of it. So one thing we have to do is make sure that we're not... And I know that for, for sure, as in 2023, we're going to do this thing called cleanup, where um, every single moment where we felt like on the podcast or even in our um, live recordings, we felt like we needed to pull someone to change. The biggest thing that has happened in this year, 2022, is if you if your prayer life changes, your understanding changes your determination changes your ability to think more christ-like changes to sharpen other things around you and once that's sharpened you begin to see i don't have to do it the way that the world told me i don't have to do it the way i did it before however i know i saw that i know i can relate to that i know that i have a childhood of that i know that that's i i I was um the oppressor or I was the victim I've been in that situation I can understand but I'm choosing not to react or respond or to do what I have saw or what I have seen not saw that's that's not the proper pronunciation but not doing what I what I have seen truly understanding that you know again our life is not our own having to understand that man I really want to give you this great podcast about um surrender and um before I do that we're going to talk about prayer and this prayer closet podcast okay so um the first thing is you have to make a decision what does prayer mean and I know that some of you have been listening to our 10 minutes of value but it's so much sweeter I can't probably get it in 10 minutes right I think I'll spend my 10 minutes more like 20 minutes or 30 minutes on on uh stream but It's supposed to be just 10 minutes of value. You drop in, you drop out, and you go. Um, Food for thought. However, we got into this place where we talked about prayer is essential. Prayer is a priority. It's a communication connection to God. And the way that works is that we bring our prayers 
through wherever we're praying to Christ, to Jesus. And Jesus goes before the Father because nobody can go to the Father but him. A lot of times we begin to think that I can pray directly to God and demand or request or petition something from him, from the throne myself, without even seeking the obedience that is needed to stay in Jesus. He said that we are all members of what? Two or three bodies or one. So if I'm doing my membership in the body, then my prayer is not carnally minded. Even if it is, there's the Holy Spirit and inclination to remind me, hey, this is not where you pray from anymore. You have gotten stronger now. I know it doesn't feel like it, but you have gotten stronger. So pray here. And an example of that is I remember sitting down and I was listening to myself say, oh, Lord, help them. And I said, wait a minute. This prayer is like very surface. Truly, I, I don't know if I want the Lord to help them. But if they do help, if, if they received the Lord's help, I feel like they're not going to do the right thing. So I was praying from my knowledge and not from my faith, which is a big place to understand. There's a difference. You can have the ability to provide a provision, but then you also can have the ability to manipulate, to provoke vision. I want you to catch that. That's a big difference. See, people of God, women of God, men of God, we have the power to pray. However, you have the power to also pray improperly. It brings about different crops. So when you're in your prayer closet, you want to make sure you're understanding where is my lips? Where is my ear? And what is my mouth really saying? The biggest thing I've learned this morning doing my devotional is commitment will be tried. I know I've said this before, but if you say prayer is essential, what's going to happen? That something's going to come to knock you off your prayer life. It's supposed to be expected. See, if you're like me, sometimes I'll disregard it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, prayer is essential. And then it'll take me a week. I'm like, dang, did I pray? <laughs> and it was everything in those days. I felt like they took the demand over my words that I have. Literally, I spoke them, but the revelation of doing them, the revelation of being consistent in doing them in the prayer closet, in that private place with the door closed so God can have his intimate uh, intimacy with us is it will begin to lack because of the demand of life. Oh, this happened, or oh, this broke, or this is, I need you to come here. I need you. And there's times where we have to take that prayer closet with us. We have to be the prayer closet for someone else. We have to be an immediate person of prayer to pray on that situation, not out of knowledge, hear me, but out of faith. Now this takes work, y'all. I'm still working on it, as you can hear me say what I said. I'm working on it still. Because people are imperfect. We are imperfect. Therefore, we pray imperfectly. And, and sometimes we think that our words are even greater than thy words. This is, this is how you don't pray. But seriously, you got to check your heart, check your mind. So when we talk about this prayer closet, I want you to think about taking yourself on a date. Now, this date is not like any other date. This date is... You sitting down with the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God knows everything about you. He's already, he's, he's in love with everything that is about you. And you are not knowing all that there is in you. And imagine what that conversation could be if you did it every single day. What your father, that fatherly love, that 
you know, when your father takes his daughter out, that bonding, when a mother takes her son out, the bonding that happens, the memories that are, are placed, the the gentle, sweet, I love you becomes, I, I, I'm going to move on that. I'm going to love you by showing you in my obedience, mom, I love you. You know, my son's mom, I love you. Okay, and the next thing I know, he, he will show me he loves me in his schoolwork, in his discipline to clean up, in his discipline to do things when I ask him to be obedient, to, to listen. It's the same thing with God, but it's even more intimate because he knows the inner workings that we don't even know. He knows the fact that you're struggling with something that you've never told anybody. And he'll release that to you and let you know this is what I need you to give up. This is what I need you to surrender. Then it gives us a choice in that closet to say, I can't stay in here all day. So I gotta make a, I gotta make a decision. And the biggest thing I want to remind you, our prayers are prayed as finishers. Our prayers are supposed to be prayed as the prayers already answered and finished. That's literally how the Bible tells us to pray. It says, when you pray, or when you believe, you ask and you shall receive. So when we pray, if we're praying in a way that understands that we know who God is, we know what God is about, we know that he values what we talk about to him. So I have to come to him in a certain way. And when I don't, I need to think about God. Give me the mercy to just talk to you straight. Let me just talk to you straight up, straight up. You know, let me talk to my father, spirit of spirit, Lord. This is what's going on in his body. This is what's going on down here in this earth. I need help. There's a, there's, when you, when you, when you respect the, and when you honor, you know, coming, coming out of disrespect, just think about it. If somebody say, who you talking to? You're going to go back and say, who you talking to? Because of the disrespect, you're trying to automatically put up a defensiveness. But with our Heavenly Father, He doesn't need a defensiveness at all. He's He's looking at, why are you building walls when I could heal you with a touch? Why, why are you protecting yourself when I'm already, I already protected you? But it's because of our decisions and the things that we lack in that prayer conversation, that intimacy that we often give to other people. We give intimacy to material things. We begin to value them and care for them and put them in places and decorate them and clean them up. We begin to put them in um, work and accolades and, you know, you wear what you do and you are who you are around. And you begin to lose that intimacy in that most essential area, which is prayer. And you gain intimacy in areas like uh, gambling, you know, where you have this constant uh adrenaline but the thing is adrenaline usually leaves you high god usually leaves us humble which is low people don't people don't even understand like the way some things are built around us are made for you to be anxiety like you suppose like it wants to create anxiety in you but the bible says that even in the wildest things right i'm going to read this to you it says psalms 94 Verse 18, verse 19, right? Psalms 94, verse 18, verse 19. When I said, my foot slipped, thy mercy, O Lord, help me up. 19, in the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. What is this saying? I found this scripture maybe about a month or two ago. 
And it was so sweet to me because I can sit down sometimes and I hear these thoughts. I, I see things. You watch TV. You got all these thoughts rumbling around. And, oh, what can I do here? What what should be done here? I didn't do this yet. And I didn't finish this yet. And these multitudes of thoughts. The only thing that truly gives us comfort and peace to know that I can rest is our God. My God. Your God. Thy God. His mercy is sufficient. His mercy is enough. His grace is sufficient. His love is the most powerful thing in the world. When your foot slips, when you don't pray, when you're not in that prayer closet, there's got to be an inclination to say, what's going on? If there's not one, and you're just re- you're reading something, and you're like, wait a minute, what? I didn't talk to God today, or I didn't... But when you begin to grab this intimacy, this intimacy with him, I was just telling my sister and I was telling my husband, I was reading this scripture in Isaiah and I realized he was saying, my God, every single time. And then he turned around and said, your God to the other people of Israel that were coming into um, that passed the Jordan. They were coming, they were coming through the Jordan. They had gathered some stones and they put those stones there as a remembrance to know what God had done and he told them let your children know in the time that they ask because they will ask what your God has done and that your God is their God now remember I wanted to keep I'm, I'm trying to stay on topic but this is so important when you when you spend time talking do you understand you're you're spreading the how do you say that you're giving someone the idea on how to, especially if they're your children, how do I begin to look at life? How, how do I build things around my understanding? Because I don't know how to understand. So I'm basing my understanding off of what I see in you. So if you don't have Christ and you don't have prayer in you, why are you telling me to make sure I pray? Because you're not doing it. That's, that's something that a child would tell you. Something that they would think in their head. Because I'm looking for you to be the example. Not for me to be the example. And you don't follow what you're telling me. When we get to that place. Where prayer is not a priority. Prayer is an afterthought. Things in life. Don't bother us in the way that. They should. Because we begin to be stale. We keep thinking that we can figure it out. People of God, woman of God, man of God, that's a trick of the enemy. That staleness sometimes looks like success, but really it's going to lead to a high cold moment. If there's ever a thing that I can encourage you to do is in the middle of something, even if you mess up, immediately ask God for forgiveness. Immediately pray right in there and be in the prayer clause and say that prayer. And think about, where's my lips going? God, no, I'm, I'm mad. I'm still mad. If you're angry, if you're this, you're that. God, this is where I'm at. Help me, Lord. Your grace is sufficient, Lord. I'm not going to allow this to do this. You know, wherever it is that you need, whatever it is that you need, God will provide. And, the, and because right now we see that the way things are provided is if you provide, the way things are given to you is if you go get it, the way you can get an understanding and relax is if you work hard and you never take any days off. This is not how God's kingdom is built. This is how the world is built. I mean, look, 
for a natural example, think about back in the day. They had these cool, cool videos, black and white, with these old stations with all these cars. They didn't have cars like we have cars now. But the biggest thing is that there was one big factory. That was the main thing. People had one factory in areas. Now look at the factories. These factories look like hotels. You can't even tell the difference. They're everywhere. But they started being at one place at a time, one state at a time, trying to develop what the empire, the, you know, and then even the states went back and forth trying to be the best state. What's the point of this? The, the best state does not put you in God's kingdom. What's the point of me forgetting about um, my prayer and my essential time with God if I'm going to lose pretty much everything God has offered me? I'm trading that in for a peace of mind on the earth that's temporary? I'm trading that in for a badge? I'm trading that in for a ranking? I'm trading that in for extra money that's going to go? I cannot take it with me? I cannot keep it? And a lot of times we feel like those things are so essential. They're so powerful. They, I need it. I need it. I need it. And God is like, no, I really need it. I would give that to you if you would need me the same way. And the way we understand how to need him in that way is prayer. So prayer is essential. Prayer is just an absolute phenomenal thing. I want you to take prayer this week and think about it as food. Food is necessary. And food has to be you know, you have to eat something. Therefore, you, you need to understand that even when you read the Bible, the, the Bible is able to edify you in a way where you can be satisfied and full. If you have not fast and you never experienced that, that's a good way to know God for who he is. He will not, he does not test us, but he will allow things that will be a test. Say like when we go to school, school is a requirement. But in school, there are tests. That's not God testing you. That's the school requirement to test you. To do what? To see if you are approved to understand the understanding that you should go to the next grade. So in the Bible, there is no like testing requirements. There is no first, second grade. But there is the trials of your faith. There is a time where Jesus told them, you know, oh, ye of little faith when they were on the boat. That was a time when he they were they were not they were being evaluated on how would they deal with that because Jesus was on the bottom of the boat sleep with a pillow with a cushion. Another time is when he sat up there and told Jonah, "Hey, look, go over here and tell these people that are literally not my people that tell them about me, but I know that you're gonna have to go through embarrassment. You, you people are gonna talk about you. Oh well, because they don't they will see that you are associating with your enemy." But I, it's not that your enemy told you to do it. It's God telling you to do it. And he would rather run away from God than to do it. And the whole time, what did, what is the biggest lesson? It was not that you cannot run away from God. Everybody already knew that. He's God. The biggest lesson was, even though you ran, I forgave you. Even though after God forgave him and he put him back in the, in the right path and spit him out right there in front of where the city was, he still was having issues in his belief and understanding because he thought he knew better. But God still began to work on his inner secret parts to the point where he said he cursed the, the tree that gave him fruit in the desert. He was tired. He he was just he was acting a plum mess. And the thing is, we we get there where we're acting like that. But we think that nope, ain't nobody going to do nothing. And God is like, will you choose me? Will you pray to me? 
Will you stay faithful to me? Will you will you stop trying and just do? Not like Nike brand, just do it. No, I mean, just really do it. Just think about it. Every day you put your shoes on, do you think anymore? When you put your underwear on, are you thinking about how to do this? Are you, or are you just doing it? When you put on chapstick, do you have to think about which way to put the chapstick? No. So get into a place where God is like, I'm like that with you. When you start your car, you don't start it to think, oh, is it going to, you know the car's going to start because it's been taken care of. This is how God wants us to be in our prayer. When we pray in that closet, it's a done prayer. We pray as finishers and we have to have the mindset to understand really what that is. That means that we got to do an evaluation. That evaluation does not take you to pray for God to heal everything in your life. Truly, if he heals everything in your life, you won't need him. You're going to have something. There's got to be a thorn that you need him. You got to expect that. You got to accept that part to know that God is literally the comfort of my soul. Because if not, other things will be the comfort of your soul. Perversion is one of the things that's right now in 2022 has increased incredibly. This is in it's everywhere. It's not a small thing. It's something that you cannot hide. Same thing with um, multiple things being given to uh, the world to say this will satisfy you. If this doesn't satisfy you, this will satisfy you. If you don't want this, go get this. You know, you're constantly in a place where I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. And you've gotten okay with playing that game with life. But see, I'm praying for you and I'm praying even for my family and my loved ones and everyone else that I know. That gets really tiring. You get exhausted doing that. So I pray your strength in the Lord that you will give God the time to really work on your inner heart in prayer. There is no recovery. God literally can just do it immediately. But it's about your commitment to being in prayer. Commitment to understanding who is God. Why do I keep saying God? No, he's my God. When you begin to have a revelation like that, like I did. Like, wow, like, God, I messed up. I, would, I didn't pray. I didn't do that. I didn't, I, God, I, I said, God, I did say that. God, forgive me. God, I, I did do that. God, I, I remember. And to know, like, you know, that's when you open that door to sin. That's when you open that door. That's when I closed that door. When I told you to leave him alone and you went back, that's, that, that, that was it. And sometimes we look at that memory and say, oh, oh. When we really need to be saying, God, have mercy on my life. God, forgive me. And God, I believe that you will forgive. God, I believe that you have forgiven me. Teach me the right way to go. Guide me. Lead me. Do not allow my foot to slip in that area. Build me even in my sleep, God, so that I can come out being the warrior and the the woman of God you need me to be. Don't allow me to fall. Don't allow the temptation to drag me in the wrong place, God. Allow me to overcome by your strength, not by my own. I cannot do it without you. If I did it, Without you, God, I wouldn't need you. So I, I I, have to make a decision. It's either no or yes. Yes, I will pray. I am praying with understanding. I'm praying to edify. I'm pray, praying for correct. I'm praying for all things. And I'm accepting that when that prayer is answered, even if you don't, I'm praying thy will be done, which means it's not going to look like my will. 
that's something I'm understanding too. I'm I'm young, but I gotta understand when, when in those songs, those older songs, when people were singing, you know, oh Lord Jesus, um, uh, come by here. They were they weren't playing. They were literally asking the Lord, and you know what He did? He came by there, literally. But we're missing that. And I don't want a lot of, any more of us to miss it because God and Jesus can come by there. He can come by and he can just sweep your whole house, drop off peace and understanding. Mm. And it doesn't have to go because you, you can be consistent in your prayer. And so when things come and things hit and you walk outside your house and something happens, normally you might have said something crazy. Normally you would have had this. But... God did not allow it because his peace is a part of you. Then you have to make a decision. Do I want to be peace or do I want to be the old me? I'm praying that you be the new you because you are a new creation, right? I've had experience where I've been the old me in new places and God is like, and you're going to do that test again. Trust me. And I was back in that closet praying about it. And if, if it's a hard thing to learn, God is... He's sufficient. He does not leave you nor forsake you. It may take you, it might take somebody two days. Somebody else, it'll take them three, three to four days. You know, uh, it could take them five to six weeks. It depends on where their heart and their understanding of who God really is in their life. That's really what it comes down to. If you don't know that God is your God, I want to help you today. Do you remember when you got up in the morning when you were a young kid? You didn't say, Mom. But you knew that in the back of your head, you didn't have to say my mom because you knew that that was mom. When you seen your sister or brother, you had to acknowledge them by their name. But you knew that's my sister, my brother. I want to bring this analogy to you before I close. Is that God is like the my and we are his jewels, as he says in the Bible, possession precious and when you put those things together it doesn't sound like a branding stamp it doesn't sound like I'm trying to put you in a place where God is there and you're over there no listen to what it says my precious one my children my loved son The word my is right next to, if you're looking at it in print, black and white, right next to the word that is usually what it possesses. I want you to look at this again. When they were in Isaiah and he told them at the time when your children asked you, why are these stones here? He told them, let your children know that your God dried up the sea so that you could walk across it. Let let them know that he dried up the Red Sea as well, not just the Jordan, but the Red Sea, and that your God is their God. Today, people of God, if you know God the way I'm learning to know God, I had epiphany. I had a brain think, you know, a brain a brain moment and I was realizing in my prayer in the closet, I kept saying, God, I was not putting my next to it. I was not, I was not as connected as I really, 
I was trying to be. You know how you try to be connected. You know how you want to be. And you just, God, 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 God. But then I understood. What did he say in Isaiah? He said, my God is sufficient. My God supplies all my needs. My. M-Y. Our next podcast for the prayer closet is going to go into the word my. And really how intimate that my is. And today, my God is the only God that allowed me to get on here and make this podcast after everything that I've been through. And he's seen my trials and tribulations. I can say that my God is sufficient. My God gets glory. My God is amazing. And my God is allowed in my life. He's I, I choose for him to be there. And I pray that you allow yourself to understand who my God is because he can be your God. There is no other God like him. He is the only true and living God. That's who we're praying to. He is the yoke breaker, a burden sharer. He lifts things that can never be touched again. He's everything you desire and more. He's God. You can't be him. He gonna check you on that part. But he understands that if you surrender, you truly love him with all your heart, mind, and soul. You get to know him in that intimate prayer closet, in that space. You begin to have so much intimacy. You can be intimacy. You can be him out there in the street. Somebody come to you saying something. You just, you don't have nothing but the word of God on you. You can't complain. You can't give him nothing else that that they really want you just give them what God has given you and sometimes that is so surprising and it's so reassuring because somebody's I I hadn't heard that I, I haven't prayed like that I haven't and right then that's where miracles signs and wonders happen because he just needs us to do the witnessing he'll do the rest Pray my strength in the Lord. I'll see you all next podcast. Um, If you guys have not heard, we are doing 10 Minutes of Value on Facebook. I'm going to be expanding that platform here soon. But in 2023, again, we're going to be having some cool live workshops. I want you to be a part of that. Um, God is going to do some amazing things. But the biggest thing is that prayer is essential. So the biggest workshop I'm going to do is in my closet. Okay? alone it may be tiring and it don't look like it's fun it ain't gonna be cool I ain't gonna have no fanciness going on but at least God is telling me I'm safe and at least I can understand more my soul I'm making an effort to stay continuously connected to heaven because I'm pushing myself in the direction to understand I want God more than I want this world even though this world try to make me say oh you need this oh you need that I know I can say I need it But God said he supplies all my needs. So how bad do I really need it? Because the real question that me and my husband are going to come back on and give you guys another podcast is, what will you do? That's a powerful question, is what will you do? And understanding, if if I tell the truth, I need the Lord more. Because I have to see how to get rid of that peace. Because I, if I sell out, or if I, if I say I'll do anything, then what, what master looks like that? Does God look like that? Or does his adversary look like that? 
All right, y'all, I'm getting off of here. Peace, blessings, and understanding. See you soon.